Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, an entrepreneur's podcast. My name is Kaya Bondurant, and today we are going to be talking about uh, having a planning meeting, having a successful planning meeting. And this podcast and us co-hosting it together came about because of our most recent planning meeting when we were working together and uh, getting some ideas. And so we were trying to think what we wanted to even call this podcast. So what, what were you thinking? Oh man, there were a lot, you know, uh, cause we wanted to do a little bit of a shift to, uh, be making it geared towards entrepreneurs. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so we talked about like the top 10 tips to plan for a successful meeting, but we wanted to make sure that you weren't necessarily expecting like a daily business meeting. Right. You know, I, a lot of people have meetings every day at 10 AM or 3 PM. Um, but something we like to do are quarterly like vision casting type meetings. Um, but then we also have a really big meeting at the beginning of the year. And this is nice knowing that we, Um, We have that to look forward to and kind of plan for all year long. So we'll kind of talk about how we keep that in mind throughout the year and what we do um, and planning for it throughout the year as well. Yeah. And so uh, our business is a photography studio and uh, Aubrey and I are the like uh, the managers. Aubrey's the manager. And so we plan together what we're going to do for the year. And we do have meetings with the whole staff. Yeah. Yeah. We've... uh, you know, in past summers, we've tried to do weekly meetings. Sometimes we are successful. Sometimes we're just so busy, um, that we don't. And I say summer because we are a very seasonal business. Uh, our employees are all pretty much full time during our busy season, but then, um, during the fall and winter, they're just kind of on call or, you know, they're away at college, whatever it is. Yeah. And so when we have a meeting with the full staff, then we pretty much come up with a list, talk about the list. Uh, We think about the areas we want their opinions, (laughs) but I'm always getting opinions all, all the time. You know, like, what do you think about this? What should we do this? You know? So, so we've already gotten their opinions a lot of times when we have that type of meeting. So, so we're just qualifying that what we're not talking about is a weekly meeting to discuss things. We're talking about vision casting and coming together and just uh, really thinking about where you want your business to go. And the reason we're talking about this is we were on a podcast for another entrepreneur and they were, we were talking about having our yearly meeting and they were like, well, what do you talk about? How do you know what to do? What's, what's really happening with that? And so we thought if they were that interested in it, we know that you guys would be too. Yeah. uh, And those meetings that we have yearly or even quarterly are, I would say some of the most influential moments of the year. There are the times where we decide what we're going to spend the majority of our time working on and, um, you know, what we're going to learn this year, what we're going to try new, like this podcast, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think they also help us not be frustrated, you know, because we're not, uh, we know that they're coming. So we know we're going to be able to talk about the things that we need to talk about. And when there's something that needs changed, it's not so like, oh, this is so irritating because we know it's coming. We're going to be talking about it. Yeah. And that, that's so true. Um, you know, we'll, Uh, talk about this more but we do keep notes throughout the year about what we want to change and um I know for me 
I could bring up stuff every single day that I'm like, let's change this. Let's do this. This is a way to make it faster, better. So it really helps me just uh, focus in on my day-to-day tasks, knowing that I can put that, those thoughts away in a note, put them somewhere and we will be discussing them. Um, you know, like the big changes at our quarterly meeting or our big, huge yearly meeting. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, this last meeting that we did, and when we say yearly, uh, uh, typically we do something in January or around that time. Yeah. And it's kind of like a week long meeting, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And the last one we did was a couple days and that was in September. We try to do August or September. That's after the summer's big season. So we talk about what's going on then. And then we just talk about what we're going to do for the fall uh, to really finish out the year strong. Because a lot of times, I, you know, when you're a seasonal business, after the big push of the season, you're done. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to coast. But then the reality is we don't want to coast because our, our business needs to bring in money all year round. Yeah. And it's also important to do that um, meeting and reevaluate when things are really fresh in our heads. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to use the feelings I, that I'm feeling about things because I'll forget, you know, um, maybe summer was really, uh, you know, long days and a little bit stressful or something. I want to remember that I felt that way so we can talk about how to make it better the next year. Yep. So here we go. Our top actually 11, not 10, or we could say 10 and a bonus tip. Oh, I like that. Okay. So 10 and a bonus tip. Okay. So number one. Okay. So make a plan of what you want to accomplish. So vision cast, write it out. Um, know, know the point of your meeting. You know, maybe it's that you want to book more clients or you want to generate more leads or you want to rebrand, have a point to the meeting. Even if it's a lot of topics, have topics. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And for, for us, um, our, uh, fall meeting is like, like you said, it's rehashing the summer and then it's do what we're going to do specifically for the fall. That's really our biggest thing. And then what we're thinking about for the spring, but we don't have to necessarily plan that out perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then for our big meeting at the beginning of the year, what I really like to talk about like what happened, what we're feeling about everything, going back through and being like, you know, like really getting a little bit deeper and and talking about what happened and then going through each area of the business and what needs changed, what worked, what didn't work, what we're excited about and really kind of go deep into all the different areas. Yeah. And even the numbers, like analyzing um, how many inquiries we had and leads we generated and what was our conversion rate. That is all super important and valuable information because then we can back it out and then be like, okay, so if we, our booking rate was only 40%, uh, you know, then we need to get our leads up and double them if we want to double our session. So then we strategize, but I will say that it can be really heavy and a lot, <laughs> especially, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, you, I, I think a lot of people feel a lot of things at the beginning of the year and they're working on so many things. So, um, we will go through and be like, okay, on this day, we're going to go through numbers and strategize on, um, booking and, you know, getting new clients. And then on this day, we're going to talk about our high school senior program. So sometimes we've done it all in one day, but I think for the most part, we kind of schedule it out. Well, and actually this last trip that we went on, we talked about our, 
things we were excited about and wanted to do new first. And we talked about numbers and details the last day. Yeah, so it was kind of backwards, true. actually. Yeah. Okay, so number two on our 10 uh, top tips to plan in a successful vision casting meeting is to put it on the schedule and plan plenty of time. And so we get really excited, you know, when we're, when we're in the just the dog days of finishing up the year, you know, and you're like, or the, or the season. And we're just like kind of dragging ourselves through and forcing ourselves to finish things up. That's something really fun and exciting to look forward to. Oh yeah. This last meeting we did, we actually went somewhere, but you know, part of this point is to plan plenty of time. We did not plan plenty of time. The whole like trip, we were like, we need more time. We need more time. We should have planned, you know, a couple more days. So yeah. Yeah. This last trip was, uh, we left on a, uh, Tuesday and we came back on Thursday. Is that right? Yeah. And so we definitely could have used at least one or two more days of actual execution, which we'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important to, um, you know, think through what you're, you know, think through what the, um, what you need to accomplish and then plan the amount of time. And something I like to do if I'm the one kind of leading the meeting, I'll actually put it down in like hour increments or if, you know, we're there for a whole day meeting or I'll, uh, if we only have a couple hours then I put it in 15 minute increments of what we're going to talk about at each point. And I do keep track of time and make sure that we're going to have enough time to talk through all of the things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so, uh, that's what we've been doing. So we, and, and we actually do like, we just, we're having a weekly meeting now. So I guess we have, we have more meetings to talk about than we thought. Yeah. We just started yeah, doing yeah. our weekly meeting. Yeah, I, for sure. <laughs> I love our weekly meeting. I was so excited about it because I'm like, always all over the place. Like if I make a list, I have like a hundred things on it and then I can't decide what to do and I get so stressed out. And so, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, we're going to do this from this time to this time. And and we really did do it. So put it on the schedule, plan plenty of time. And then like Aubrey was saying, number three, Um, include the execution timeline, right? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, have deadlines for stuff. You know, if you are trying to update your website, don't just put on your list, update the website, but put on the list, update the website by and put your by date. Um, and then try to do it before that date too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and one of the things that we're planning on doing and we did with our last meeting is include time to actually do the project. Yeah. In the meeting time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, because we're, we you know, we're on creative entrepreneurs I think sometimes we get so excited and we make all these lists of all these things we're going to do, but then we get back and we have to work. We have to take care of clients. Things come up or we have our families or our lives to, you know, do. And so we don't get the great ideas executed that we really wanted to do. So when we're in our meetings, if we would have had enough time to be like, okay, we want to update the website. We want to do this, this, and this, and we would have actually been able to execute it at that time, we would have had fresher ideas, like everything would have been top of memory. I think it would have been way quicker. Um, so at this last like little meeting we did on, um, in a Wednesday morning, we're doing Wednesday morning meetings. We actually executed the things there in that moment. And I think it was so much quicker than if we would have, uh, like been like, okay, we need to do this in the future. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And both of us, we've done the strength finders test and read the strength finders book and both of us are activators. Yeah. Right. Aren't you? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so when I did that test, I, it was so eye opening to me because I didn't know why I was always so frustrated. You know, I was always like, I, I have an idea and I have to go through three channels to do it, even though I was an owner of a business, but I just had built all these layers above me that kept me from making the next step and the next step. And uh, once I realized that I made changes so that I could just immediately execute. And so, uh, you know, we were this number three is include the execution timeline and time to execute. But really part of it is remove the layers that stop you from executing. And Uh, so that's so good. Yeah, yeah. I love one of the reasons that I love to do things like this podcast or teaching and training is to realize uh, what I'm learning uh, as I'm talking. You know, I'm a (laughs) a verbal processor. And so, you know, as um, a person who likes to do things immediately, when you remove the layers. And so we were just talking the other day about how we were going to achieve uh, the new website for this podcast. And uh, we know how to use Squarespace really well. And so we were like, okay, let's host it on Squarespace rather than some other things we were thinking about. So it would just be able to get done. And so, so you could do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have to prioritize in order to efficiently execute. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, rather than maybe using a new platform that could be great down the road, we're going to use a platform we know and then be able to do it. So we're removing those layers that stop us from executing. Yeah. Okay. So number four, keep notes throughout the year. I like to use my notes app in my phone. Um, I am an Apple user, so that's really convenient. Uh, but you know, I have right now a list in my phone and it's, um, 2023 meeting is what it's titled. And so every time something comes up, that's not really applicable to change or talk about right in the moment, I hold off. I decide to wait. It's not worth our time and energy to, um, you know, go over it right now, but in the future, yeah, for next year, let's change it. So that is the kind of thing that goes on that list. Yeah. And, uh, I have also different lists for different subjects, you know, so like our high school senior model program, I have all the changes that I want to make there. And another thing about that is we really like to create separation. We're good friends. We know a lot about each other. We are very much a part of each other's life, but we like to create separation in our lives too. Yeah. And so when I have an idea, I'm not texting it to Aubrey anytime. You know, there's space. Yeah. So I, I'm uh, respecting her space and her family time and her life. And I, and the same with my other employees. You know, like we have. Uh, a sales uh, guy who is a designer who's very creative and uh, but he likes to have things laid out and really organized so I would never randomly text him an idea I would think it through plan it have a special time go over it have it ready so that he knows what's going on and so for for I think to be a really uh, caring person who's you know managing other people keeping in those notes making those lists and uh compiling them so that they're at the right time is really important. Yeah. And I also think it gives you time to, uh, process how you're feeling about something. I've definitely put things on my list, uh, out of frustration Mm -hmm. or more maybe because I am tired, you know, maybe at the end of a busy season and I'm like, this has to change. And then I process it and then I'm like, 
that's just not priority anymore. <laughs> like I'm fine. I can suck that up. Well, and you don't want to make a rule in your business for one client or one situation. Like react. Yeah. You don't want to react and make this big change. And it's only one person. You When you get, when you get further away from the moment, you put it on your list. And then later you talk about it, you know, in a month or two or whenever you have your meeting and you're like, ah, no, actually it's more important if we make it better for everyone. And, yeah. and we might have one or two clients a year that get really frustrated about something, but if everyone else really, it works well for them, then we're doing that for the best of the business. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Cool. Okay. So the next one is, I love this one. Number five, include personal goals and dreams. And so, uh, I think we mentioned in the very first podcast that, uh, you know, uh, a photographer's business could be just you by yourself. Very easily it can be solopreneur. But for me, I love working with other people. And so when we have these meetings, that's really the first question that I ask is, okay, what do you like? What do you not like? What actually it's the first and the last question really is, you know, what, what do you want to have change? What, what's bothering you? And then the last question is, what are your goals and dreams outside of this that we can help, help you achieve? So whether it's making more money or whether it's learning how to do something new or whether it's making a, uh, a bonus goal to get, you know, we, we've had the goal to get paddle boards for, I don't know, probably four or five years as our bonus and never yeah. put it on. And then all of a sudden we're like, okay, this year, that's, that's what's that's happened. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like personal goals weave in and out of the business's goals. And if, especially, I don't know, I'm saying, we're saying, especially millennials, but I don't know if that's really true. I think it really is true for anyone when, uh, you're, you are in a partnership or a business where, uh, your personal goals are part of what the where the business is working toward. I think it can get you get you so excited about what we're what you're doing. Yeah, over the years, uh, I, both Kaya and I have really um, included our personal goals with the business, and it's all kind of merged. You know, I had these lofty social media goals of um, working with different boutiques and that kind of thing, and then when we bring it to the business and let it have light there. Um, there was ways that we could work together to make it happen. And, you know, Kaya took pictures of me in the boutique's clothes and then the boutiques were thrilled because it was great imagery. And then I was, um, you know, getting cute clothes from different boutiques. And so it's really cool seeing how all of it can work together. Yeah. And I mean, for me, like I might want to make sure I'm home every day after school, once school starts or almost every day, you yeah. know? And so, uh, then we just change the schedule to go with it. And so when we're talking about that, uh, and building the business around it, it really works well together. Yeah. And you know, I kind of have a unique family situation. I'm one of five and I'm the only girl. I really help take care of my family and I live close to my parents. My dad got really sick whenever I was young. So that has been something um, that every year we kind of talk through. It's a talking point of um, I have this dream of being able to continue help take care of my family, taking care of my family. And uh, my dad had a heart attack last summer and it was during our busy season, but you know, uh, Kaya knew my values and what mattered to me and what was important. And so we all, or I, I should say they all stepped up and made sure I could be at the hospital. So yeah. just, you know, all those kinds of things. I think it's so 
cool to have a business where you do talk about the personal things too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely is more motivating. Yeah. Yes. Because it can be personal family. It can be personal goals. It can be dreams, a, a little bit of everything, or even just things you want to learn, like in the business, you know, at one point, the very beginning, you were like, I want to learn how to retouch. That's really exciting to me learning how to retouch. And so uh, we built that in. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and boy, am I happy about that one. Wow, 10 years later and I haven't stopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Uh, so you mentioned this before, number six, coming prepared with hard numbers. Figure out the numbers of uh, sessions booked, you know, how many inquiries, how many leads we've generated, even some social media numbers. And we analyze them together. We talk about them. We back them out. Uh, we figure out what flopped, what didn't. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when you, it's, it's funny because we were doing some social media, uh, goals and, uh, I was looking at it and I was like, this isn't working. And, uh, just yesterday. And so we counted what, like the, you know, the follow backs and the, the ratios, rate, uh, the ratios. Yeah. and I, then we realized actually it's better than the percentage I had been going for. I just yeah. hadn't looked at the numbers. Right. So, you know, looking at those numbers and those kinds of numbers, like the social media ones, um, we have that built in to do now at our weekly meeting because we believe in social media so much and the mm -hmm. power it has on our business. Um, those hard numbers are something we're going to be using. Yeah. On the weekly for sure. Yeah. And, you know, in uh, Jim Collins book, Good to Great, uh, he talked about uh, and I'm pretty sure it was his book, but I, when I went back and, and looked, I was like, oh, I don't really know for sure what, what section it was in, but I just remember the concept of facing the scary part, like knowing all of the real details. And, you know, right now I'm working with a, um, a dietitian. and I've been dealing with, um, having some stomach issues. And so I'm going back through and entering in and she's like, don't change what you're doing, just enter it all into the food app so that you can see how many, how much fiber, how many carbs, how much all of that is that you normally do. And it's hard. It's hard to just not change anything in your behavior and still eat French fries, but get those numbers. But once I can, once I get those numbers, they're not scary anymore, you know? Yeah. So then I can just make my changes and realize, okay, I'm getting this much fiber on an average. So then I can make a little bit of a change here and it's going to, you know, make a difference. But those numbers seem really scary. And I think it's so funny because when I've worked with, uh, photographers and talked to help them with their businesses and I ask them things like, what's your average? How many sessions did you yeah. shoot last year? What was your gross? Like the simplest questions, the answer, they often are like, I don't know. I haven't looked. I have no idea. I don't know. They're like, I don't know why I don't have enough. I didn't make any money this year. And then I'm like, well, how many sessions did you shoot? And then when they, when they uh, really look at the numbers, they realize, well, I made less money because I shot less sessions because I did less, had less inquiries because I had less posts and you back it all the way up and you find where the issues are. Right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can't be scared about the numbers. I think that's really important that it's, it, it, it doesn't matter, you know? So you might be embarrassed that you didn't do a certain amount or that you didn't, uh, you ate so many French fries, but, uh, you can't make any changes unless you start with the facts. Yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Awesome. So uh, number seven, <laughs> set achievable goals. We've really had to figure out the, um, it's like a fine line, you know, between having a, a goal that changes things, you know, it makes the business better, but something that's achievable. And so sometimes we don't set a goal that's beyond what we did last year. You know, we just are like, we want to just get to that point, whatever yeah. that was, we want to get that. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think, you know, knowing also your employees and who you're working with and knowing like if they're a big dreamer and they're going to put something like helping them rein it in, or if there's somebody who plays it safe all the time and isn't going to make a goal, that's uh, really a goal. Like you're already there, you know, like Kaya said, it's a fine line. Well, and one other thing that we didn't put with this, but I think we'll add it to our list on number seven, set achievable goals, is also put bonuses with them. Uh, yeah, we love bonuses here mm -hmm. at the studio and our employees really love them too. Uh, we have like session booking incentives. Um, we have like 10K days. So if our uh, sales guy does 10, 10K in a day, he gets bonuses. And the first day we set that, I remember going in the sales room and being like, let's, let's try for a 10K day. Um, he, he did, you know, and it wasn't like, and I think it was like the next day he had another one. I think it was like, yeah, right, we had two in that yeah, week. Yeah. 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 And, um, I, when I went in there and talked to him, I was like, what are you motivated by? Like, what do you want? And so we set a goal and we had a bonus for it. And so now he, uh, he's getting more 10 K days than we've had in a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so our bonuses are simple things like with our, uh, college with all of us, but with our, uh, college summer help, we do, uh, a new shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've been on StockX <laughs> buying <laughs> Nike Airs <laughs> for them. But yeah, so, and then uh, we did a paddleboard. Yeah. Yeah. Kai yeah. and I both got yeah, paddleboards yeah. this summer. Yeah, for our goals. And so we haven't set our uh, Christmas goals, but we should definitely set them and, yeah. and uh, do that. It's funny because we get uh, so busy like achieving them that we haven't done our bonuses recently. Yeah. And for me, it's hard to look at them. You know, I'm one of those people that looking at the numbers can be daunting. And so when I think about looking at the bonuses, I'm like, I don't even want to know if we, you know, if I, am there yet because mm -hmm. if I'm not I'll feel so bummed and so sad yeah yeah and that's where not doing it all the time not having you know these meetings all the time but kind of uh but we also have uh Okay. Let me back up. So when, when you don't have these meetings all the time, you don't have to look at the hard numbers all the time as a group, you know, mm -hmm. that type of thing. I, uh, because I do all our, the books at the studio, I do, uh, look at them, think about them. And then we will occasionally talk about just kind of where we're at to keep kind of an idea of that. Yeah. Cause if we're, uh, maybe behind for a quarter or a month, I would say, you know, kayak, talking to me about it, I'm going to be the one to actually interact with the clients, reach out, be proactive. Not that she doesn't do that stuff, but that's my role, uh, yeah. role here at the studio. Yeah. But also you keep track, not necessarily of the final numbers, but you're keeping track of how many inquiries and what are, mm -hmm. what are, yeah, what our booking rates are and that type of thing are our, our averages. Yeah. And so then we put all those numbers together when we have our bigger meetings. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. So the next one is eat together. So when we have the longer meetings, we also plan having meals. Yeah. 
Uh, one, it gives you energy <laughs> to keep going. I'm the kind of person that if I don't eat, I'm just like slowly falling over, like just mentally, physically not very present, but also eating together, you know, is, um, it's precious time. Like it goes all the way back to when Jesus ate with his disciples. I know that's kind of a funny example, but, um, it really does bond you and it helps you, uh, relax, talk about things maybe you wouldn't normally that's funny that you said that. I was actually just listening to a podcast yesterday and he was talking about, um, like that was one of the main things he did was eat with people. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was for bonding. Uh, yeah. He just, uh, that was the main way that he connected with people who weren't in, uh, that weren't already following him. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. 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 It's just is. eating with people. Yeah. yeah. My, uh, love language I often tell people is food. I like to cook food for people, eat food with people, uh, anything food related. I am a foodie. So yeah, I like this one. I'm glad it's on the list. Yeah. Yeah. And so this last trip, we, uh, went to a really fancy restaurant, just the two of us. We were, people were like, <laughs> what are people thinking about us together? We're not quite up? mother daughter. No, no, no. We just... What is happening here? <laughs> But we uh, went to, you know, we did that and then we ate at some really interesting places. And so that's important. And sometimes we cook together when we have these meetings. But and then the next one is being active. And so I think for your brain to really work well, sitting around is uh, you can only do it for so long. Yeah, Uh, we actually got up. I would say we got up like collectively. We were around by 5:30 and getting ready to go paddleboard and we ended up spending like probably until about 11 or noon being active outside paddleboarding then eating then and riding bikes and yeah. walking yeah yeah we and did a lot of things yeah. coming back and we were physically exhausted but mentally I feel like we were charged and ready to go by that point mm-hmm. yeah and I think it for me it helped me just feel good about the whole experience you know uh because we weren't necessarily just being active, but we were also, oh, I guess it's the next one. So number nine is be active. Number 10, be inspired by your location or experiences. And so um, this last uh, trip and meeting, we went to uh, the Ozarks. It wasn't quite the Ozarks experience of the TV show. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be some quite some activity. <laughs> but for those of you that maybe uh, haven't been to the Ozarks, it's quite beautiful like so many like cliff sides uh there was a giant hole <laughs> that I really liked that was one of her highlights of the trip. sinkhole it was a crazy sinkhole that they had excavated out at uh the top of the uh top of the rock golf course I'm sure they called it like a mini Grand Canyon or something yeah, yeah I'm sure <laughs> yeah. and charged 20 bucks but it, it was beautiful and so we went uh bike riding through a canyon and we paddleboarded by the cliffs and in the fog. And so there were, and we sat and watched the sunset. So that was some really fun, uh, inspiration. Yeah. And, um, typically we stay somewhere that is pretty, uh, you had talked about wanting to be somewhere that had a lot of light. That's something that mm-hmm. really, especially when you. you're executing, right. Sitting yeah. and working on stuff and having the nice light coming in, I think is really helpful. Yeah. 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 And I, we've done this in the past when, when we uh, travel for uh, conventions or that type of thing, we try to also go to nice and interesting places too, because when you go and have a good experiences, whether it's, um, 
like uh, the Four Seasons uh, or, you know, you're going to a really nice restaurant and you see the service and the design and that type of thing, that makes a big difference Super too. inspirational. Yeah. Um, the other part of it that's fun and cool about going somewhere interesting and inspiring is sharing it on social media. Mm. So I uh, documented some of the weekend, Kaya documented some of it in years past. I've really documented it. We will end up booking clients from this. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also a huge talking point amongst our clients, but it shows them that we care enough to go and plan, take time to make things better. Um, But they think it's cool. They're inspired as well. It's fun taking scene setting pictures. That's not something I would normally do. So um, anytime you do something different or, uh, you know, fun on social media, people will respond, will react. And uh, that ultimately builds your business because it builds your, um, you know, how many people are interacting with your account. And the more interaction you have, the more it's going to show to other people, which the more clients you'll get. So Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely great. Okay. So that was number 10 on our top 10 tips for planning a successful, successful vision casting meeting. So we have some bonuses. Yeah. What's the bonus tip, Kaya? All right. So, uh, this one I'm good at dream big, (laughs) (laughs) dream crazy big, but at the same time, so balancing out prioritize, prioritize, prioritize. Yeah. For sure. So, you know, um, maybe you want to double your business, but maybe instead of doing it in one year, you need to do it in three years. So break it down, figure out your priorities on how you're going to have uh, maybe, you know, 15% growth or 20% growth. And then, um, yeah, make your priority list. Yeah, yeah. And I think too, like when we're going into a meeting and we're excited about a new idea, right? And we're like, we're going to grow this. This is going to be so different. This is going to be so fun. We also pull back and look at, but how are we going to make money? You know, like if this doesn't, this is new, we don't know anything about it. We need to prioritize what's going to work best for the health of the business and then then do the new ideas. Yeah, I know recently we were talking and meeting about something that we wanted to add in. And it was funny because we had talked about it the week prior and then we both came And both of us, I I think you had it on your note too, but came to the conclusion separately that we shouldn't be focusing on this thing right now. We needed to focus on what actually made us money first Mm -hmm. and then add this other thing in once we start hitting our other goals. So um, that was kind of cool just to see that we're aligned on that. And um, that's the expectation is to always prioritize uh, what we need to do to keep the business going first. Yeah. Yeah. So having a successful, uh, vision casting meeting, you know, you don't have to necessarily have other people there. You know, you could do this completely all on your own. And I know that people do that and they, you know, quarterly will sit down and go through their life and their goals. And I'm sure you have those type of meetings with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And I have these type of meetings with by myself too, but, uh, doing this together, I feel like what you just said, it gets you aligned, you know, and your Mm -hmm. business is all going the same direction. Uh, it's, it's, cuts down on the frustration of like, I'm doing this and it doesn't matter. And why am I doing this? And we should change this. So I think that's really important. And we have, uh, you know, I, I mentioned the book, good to great, but there are some other books that we've used to kind of help us come up with some ideas just, uh, for, uh, this meeting here. And when we make business plans throughout the, the years, 
we do want to talk about and eventually talking to you about books we're going to read and then uh, doing like a little mini book club. But today we just wanted to share a few books that we feel like have really helped us uh, when we're making plans like this. Yeah. So um, my absolute favorite book is called the 5am club. And now this doesn't necessarily directly influence, um, our planning meetings, but it directly influenced my life and my energy with the business. Um, and it's a book that really inspires you to, uh, one, do everything to your very best ability and live that extraordinary life. Um, but it also, you know, has some formulas on how to get things done. So, um, and how to incorporate, um, an early morning routine, which ultimately has, I believe, affected our business. Yeah. Absolutely. One that we did uh, last year, we had just read it. We went on our fall planning retreat and we used the book, The 12 Week Year. And we're not doing that uh, like religiously, but it's, it was, it helped me to see how much we could get done. Yeah, we did get a lot done with that. We actually, uh, they, the concept's called doing a 12 week year, right? Or creating a 12 week year. And so at our last meeting, we 12 week yeared our season. So we were like, okay, let's 12 week year fall and figure out how we're going to get a whole year in essentially in this like 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it helped us to prioritize and to figure out because you can't do everything. And so you can just get a few things done. So that was a great book. Uh, the other one that I, uh, just mentioned earlier, good to great by uh, Jim Collins. He has some fantastic books and that one was years ago that I read it, but it really helped me to, uh, understand how to look at your business. And they also talk about the concept in that of big, hairy, audacious goals. And so that's where I come up with these great, crazy goals. But, uh, I think that it helps us to just think we can really do things. We can, we can make things happen. We don't have to just sit back and let life happen to us. And so I think that's important. Yeah. Um, currently I'm reading Atomic Habits. Um, so I had started that I've kind of been like reading it here and there. It's, it's a little bit heavy for me. Um, so some of those things I did bring into like our last meeting, um, but creating habits within your personal life and your business and breaking habits that aren't serving to your business and, uh, you know, reviewing what, what do we do in the business that, uh, we need to break and, um, turn into, you know, a good habit? What, what don't we love that's going on? I'm very excited about that. (laughs) No, seriously. You know, you think you build some bad habits in your business. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've definitely got some that probably need to change. So yeah, well, that'll be one of our podcast, uh, topics. Yes. Bad habits in your business and how to change them or something. I love that. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. 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 For sure. So we do have a listener question and, uh, we ask you to, uh, we would love for you guys to let us know what questions you have. So DM us, uh, go to the show notes. Uh, we'll have a link there of how to connect with us. And, uh, we would love to know your questions, but, um, one of the listener questions is, have you heard of be real and are you using it for your business? And this is a question that I definitely was like, okay, how are we going to answer this? What's going to happen? So, uh, be real is an app. It's a social sharing app, just like 
TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, I learned about it when my uh, college daughter came back from college in May yeah. this year. And mm-hmm. She came home and she was doing this thing called Be Real and she explained it to me. And then she showed me uh, in a, like 20 of the last 30 days, she had taken a picture uh, of her face and of what she was looking at at the time that the um, app tells you to. Yeah. And then so it uses like forward facing camera, like face both, forward. Yeah. Yeah. Both both cameras essentially it uses. Yeah. And uh, and it's like show where you're at, show what you're doing, be real, essentially. Yeah. And uh, then you uh, have you can have friends, you can become friends with people, and so you see everyone that you're friends with what uh, they're doing at that same exact time. And so if you don't share, you don't get to see. Yeah. And so that's kind of the, the, uh, uh, the trick with it. And so I joined because I wanted to see what my kids were doing and they said it was okay that I joined. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on Snapchat. Don't need to be in every little thing of their lives, but, uh, it, and I, I, so I was curious, like, is this going to work with old, you know, older people? And it's been really fun. We have like a whole circle of friends that are all on Be Real that uh, actually everyone that we go to church with. So my husband and everyone he works with, and then all the kids that my kids are friends with. And so, uh, and then I, I, maybe a high school friend or two of mine. And so it's a really fun circle to see what's going on. And I was like, I don't know how we're going to use it with our business. Yeah you know, but I know the kids are there, right? Mm-hmm. So our clients are on Be Real. And so I downloaded it for the studio. And so how did you feel about it? You were like, well, personally, I just, that's not really where my friend circle is. Um, and I don't want to take away from Instagram. That was my first thing. I was like, no, no, no. We are booking sessions from Instagram. We are getting clients every single day from social media, you know, from uh, Instagram and Facebook specifically. So if this is going to take away, no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I literally had this conversation about Instagram when Instagram came out. That is funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like we don't want to do Instagram because it's a waste of our time and we should be spending time making uh, mailers or something like that. Yeah. 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 And so I don't think it's the new Instagram at all. And, uh, but I do think that if you can figure out a way to make it work in your business and, uh, not take time from you and have a, uh, a presence there, I think that can be great. Yeah. And I think, uh, anytime you can be one of the first at something, it, it really is uh, good for your business and again will establish you as being an expert. Yeah, absolutely. And so we didn't do that with TikTok. No. And yeah. I think maybe we're a little sad that yeah. we didn't. Yeah, we didn't figure it out, but we really didn't understand it. I, yeah. I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but I know I really like the cat and dog videos. <laughs> and I will, the, you know, I think the big part, problem with TikTok is I got on it and I was like doing, I was, I, I didn't even stop. Two hours later, and I hadn't figured anything out. I just watched a bunch of TikTok or dogs and cat videos. But back to Be Real. So what we're doing with Be Real is uh, you can do a uh, reaction with Be Real. So you there's like little emojis, and you take a picture of your face smiling, serious, representing um, the emojis. Yeah. So laughing, uh, hard eyes, and so that's your face, and you react. You can react to uh, what someone posts. And so, uh, we, uh, got an account for the studio Yeah. and then everyone that we were friends with in our contacts, we, uh, you know, asked to be friends. So if they said yes, then we're now their friends. 
And uh, we are just going to go through every day that we're in the studio that we remember to do it. So not a big deal. We take a picture on the Be Real um, for that day. So it doesn't have to be exactly at that time. It could just be whenever we're here. And then we'll uh, have a staff member go through and uh, do the happy face emoji on every everybody's posts. Yeah, so. respond um, to them. So yeah, yeah, it's cute. We're there. We have a presence. It's also getting us in front of their faces a little bit more. They get to see a little bit more behind the studio or the studio life. Um, so yep, get in front of your clients' faces. That's important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been really fun. Yeah. I've enjoyed this. So happy to be with you all. And we hope that you have a great week and we'll see you next week.